And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Present your body how? A living sacrifice. Living sacrifice means a living dead. So God expects us to be living deads. What, what, living what? Living deads. Hmm? God expects us to be what? Living deads. Carrying a cross. So we can be promoted. And I hate to use the word promoted. Let me just say, so we can be sanctified. Set apart for use by God. Amen? Set apart for use by God. That's just the way it is on earth. That's just the way it is on earth. And you know what's strange? It's understood everywhere else except in church. Yeah. The idea of sacrifice and pushing through. Mm? It's understood everywhere else except in church. Isn't that pitiful? People expect to sacrifice and go the extra mile. Everywhere else at work for family. I asked a friend of mine recently. I asked him, you said God is first. I'm not saying that. Yeah, we say it, but I'm not saying that because I said to him, you should know me as a Christian now. I am a Christian who likes proof. I like infallible proof. <laughs> that's what Luke chapter, that's what Acts chapter 1 talks about. It says that when Jesus rose from the dead, he stayed on earth 40 days to show, the, to give the disciples infallible proofs. Amen. Uh, uh, to prove, uh, to evidence that he was alive. Amen. Evidence he was what? Alive and that he was well. He stayed 40 days to do that. I don't know why Christians don't like proof and evidence. God is in proof and evidence. Where, 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 where did I go with that thought? I forgot where I went. Anyhow. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So we're talking about sacrifice. Amen. There comes a time when you have to embrace sacrifice. Praise the Lord. You got to put some skin in it sometimes. Amen. The same word prince is used in Hebrews 2.10, but it's translated captain. So it reads like that. It says, for it became him. It was fitting. It's talking about Jesus. It was fitting that he, Jesus, for whom are all things and by whom all things in bringing many sons to glory to make captain of their salvation. How? Through what? Through suffering. In other words, it became him, meaning it was fitting for he, it was entirely appropriate for whom all things are, and by whom all things are, for whom and by whom all things exist. Since all things live and exist by Jesus Christ, it was fitting for him to be made the pioneer, the captain. But how was he made pioneer and captain? Through suffering. And I'm not exalting suffering, but brothers and sisters, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. On earth, this is the way it is. You must suffer sometimes. Mm? But it's just for a time. That life of ease doesn't work. Let me say that again. That life of ease doesn't work. We were not born for easy. We were born to grow and stretch. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? You're not born for easy. You get lethargic and, and apathetic and what else? Everything else that comes with it. Man, we are Christians. 
That's who we are. And you get up and do what you have to do. And then you do it depending on God. What do you do? You depend on God. He said, do not lean on your own understanding. Mm? It is not by your might. It's not by your strength. It's by the spirit of God. Too many of, too many of us Christians are living the Christian life on our own. We are living the Christian life on our own. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying, saints? It is not about you living the life on your own. You must bring God in. And say, Father, put your wind beneath my wings today. Help me today. I cannot do that without you. And then we finally call God when we're about to crash land. We forgot God at the start. Are you with me? And now when you're about to crash land, we call God. Do not live life without God's sins. Bring God in first thing in the morning. Whether or, not you get up and, whether or not you get up and have quiet time, when you're stepping in that car, right behind the stair, you will say, Father, I commit my day into your hands today. Yes, I need you to put your wind beneath my wings. I need your strength. I need your wisdom. I need your direction. Amen. It's not about me, God. It's about your agenda. There are people out there. I carry God. And people out there need God. Are you with me? And you walk out there with power and authority. You can speak into people's life and see change. You get what I'm saying, saints? You can speak into people's life, a situa speak into a situation and see change. People out there looking for that. When Jesus did that, they said, wow, we've never, we've never seen so much authority. No, has, there has not been any man who spoke with such authority and conviction and power. Because Jesus was anointed. Look, I think it's Acts 10 38. says, Jesus, oh, Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Ghost and went about doing good. You cannot do good without being anointed. Let me say that again. What? You cannot what, do good without being anointed. You will be caught up with your own problems, your own issues, your own ideas, and just a mess. I know I was there. The last person I thought about doing my issues was God. And he's the first person I should thought, think about. Mm? Anyhow, let me move on here. Some of you think I'm fussing. Amen. Praise the Lord. So he said, Jesus is a prince. And he became a prince through suffering. Tell your neighbor, you got to suffer sometimes. Yeah. You got to suffer sometimes. Yeah, as a Christian, you got to suffer sometimes. Amen. So this verse is stating, Jesus is the founder and the firm foundation of, of the Christian movement. Amen. He's the pioneer. He's the pioneer who blesses the trail. And in this case, the trail of salvation leading to eternal life. You know, that's what a pioneer does. He goes ahead and he blesses a trail. And he or she leaves a path for others to follow. Are you getting what I'm saying? A pioneer, huh? they go ahead, huh? blaze a trail. It's called sacrifice and suffering. Huh? They blaze a trail and they leave a path for others to follow. Because they know it's not about them, it's about people. And people need the Lord. People need the Lord. Are you with me? So they leave a path for others to follow. Oh God, I give you praise. Amen. I like the word pioneer because it's insinuating that the Christian life is not a parking lot. I like that word. When I looked up, the, I said pioneer. That's remarkable. Which means <laughs> a pioneer is always on the move. 
He's going to put you through certain circumstances. If you're going to walk with a pioneer, you better make up your mind. You see, Paul was a pioneer. At first, John Mark didn't know about what a pioneer is. And John Mark tried and failed the first time around. But Paul was so serious, in my opinion, too serious. Hmm? Paul forget, like Jesus, sometimes you got to give somebody a second chance. I didn't say four, five, six, seven chances. I said a second chance. Praise the Lord. Because when you start giving people six, seven, eight chances, it becomes a habit. They just, they just don't have it. And so you just move on. Do you know, do you know, do you know, do you know that some people's mind, they are new, they are synapses and sinews that are formed in people's mind and they're just a certain way? That's just the way it is. And you ask how God, only God can change that. If you try to do that, you'll get a hernia. So, so yes, 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 yes. And so what you have to do is understand where they are and move on. Until new synapses and new sinews are formed. Amen. So they can see things differently. They're going to be the same person. It doesn't matter what you try. What I've seen happen is a divine intervention is needed. When somebody is standing the gap for them. Hmm? Somebody is standing the gap for them. And like Paul on the road to Damascus, they get traumatized. Paul wasn't fasting for three days. Paul was traumatized. Shaking. What light is that? I thought I was somebody. But brother, I came across blinding light. Threw me from my horse. I've never heard about that. I've never seen that power. What's going on? I thought I had it going on. I memorized all Proverbs. Jewish guys, they did that. At that age, they would memorize the Pentateuch. Most of them in the book of Proverbs. And Paul, I thought I got it going on. I went to GU, Gamaliel University. That's the best. What, what's going on? <laughs> Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Sir? A pioneer. Not only was he a pioneer, Peter said, Peter said, Jesus is also a savior. How many of you know if God sent a savior is because people need saving? Uh-huh. He's a deliverer, a preserver. It refers to one who rescues, delivers, and saves. Jesus rescues. Amen. It has the idea of snatching somebody from peril and danger. Jesus does that. He snatches people from peril and danger. Some folks are still walking on the Broadway. Are you with me, saints? I remember I lived in New York on Avenue of Americas. That's Avenue number seven. And just next to Avenue number seven, it was Avenue Americas. Just next to it was Broadway. <laughs> Amen. I'll be walking from work and I'll be looking at Broadway. Saying one day God is going to deliver. I'm just joking. <laughs> from the Broadway. Anyhow. <laughs> but some folks are still walking on what? The Broadway. And they need to be snatched from walking on the Broadway. Jesus can do that. Since I'm asking you today, I'm asking you this morning. I want to wake an urgency in you for you to start ministering to people. Because there is a day coming. There is a day coming. As I said, that's going to let what Hurricane Dorian did to Bahamas as child play during the tribulation. Amen. The world is heading in the wrong direction. Matthew 7, 13 states, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Amen. Wide is the way 
and blood is the gate. Amen. The reason the apostles were in trouble is because they continue, and hear me carefully, since they continue to preach the gospel, the unadulterated, the unadulterated gospel, the doctrine of Jesus Christ, which is the truth of God's word. If somebody is not preaching doctrine, he's not preaching Christianity. I get what I'm saying. He's not or she not preaching. Christianity. Yet many today are immersed in the pernicious idea that doctrine is not good for Christians. You ask what is doctrine? Doctrine means teaching. It means instruction. Amen. Every institution has their doctrine. In the New Testament, there is one word that precedes the word doctrine and that is sound. Sound doctrine. Because you see, doctrine can be unsound. Sound means whole and healthy. Amen. Some teaching, some instructions can be not sound. Are you with me? Twice in the book of Titus and twice in the book of Timothy, Paul admonished them to teach sound doctrine. Are you with me? Sound doctrine, not giving jokes. How many of you know jokes? That's all right. Giving jokes is okay. Praise God. You, you sometimes got to get people. The Bible says laughter is as good as a, as medicine. Sometimes there's a place for that, amen. But people's souls need sound doctrine, amen. The teaching of God's word that can challenge us. Are you with me? The teaching of God's word that what challenges us, that changes that it changes our life. I think it's Psalms 19 verse 7 says, "The law of the Lord is perfect." converting the soul are you with me the law of the lord the law is a title for god's word only god's word can what converts the soul changes the soul and brings it back to the right direction it's called a course correction only doctrine does that and when you teach that you're going to get in trouble because sound doctrine is not popular I will, yes, yes, motivational speeches, popular, mm, giving opinions and ideas, popular, praise the Lord, but when you get down to sound doctrine, saints, let me ask you, let me ask you, let me, let, let me, let me encourage you to get your life nailed on sound doctrine. Amen. If it's not sound doctrine, I don't want to hear it. I don't need it. Amen. Because my life is precious. Oh, glory be to Jesus. I think Paul told Titus in, uh, um, in Titus chapter 2 verse 1, he says, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. You got to speak it. You got to think it. I said that too fast. You cannot think sound doctrine. You got to do what? Speak sound doctrine. And sometimes when you speak sound doctrine, what's going to happen? You're going to get in trouble sometimes. Amen. You're going to get what? You, you are going to get in trouble sometimes. Because there are people out there with their own agendas and not God's agenda. Praise the Lord. People out there want to remain popular. Praise the Lord. Amen. In Titus 1.9, he said also, he said, hold fast the faithful word as he hath been taught. And he may, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers let me share with you there are people out there gainsayers 
they need to be convinced motivational speeches cannot do that you get what i'm saying giving jokes cannot do that you got to get sound doctrine amen what do you have to get sound doctrine whole it sound here means whole healthy doctrine teaching the word doctrine the word doctrine means i said instruction it means teaching it's an old word that means master and it refers to jesus it means uh, it's, it's from a root word that, that means master teacher and it's specifically referring to the teachings of jesus so sound doctrine is insinuating that it is jesus's teaching Mm? It is Jesus' is teaching. Are you with me? Jesus taught some things nobody else taught. Are you getting what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? And when you, that's why the Bible says the gospel is the good news. Uh, are you get, the, the gospel is what? The good news. Mm? The Bible says, how do people get saved? People get saved not by condemnation. How do people get saved? By the goodness of God. That's how people get saved when they get to know the goodness of God, the truth of God, the teaching of God's word, the gospel of God's word, sound doctrine. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, some people can use the word of God itself to perpetuate unsound or not sound doctrine. Some people can give you the wrong representation of God. People are still saying God is an angry God. I get what I'm saying, saints. Even if God sent Jesus to show us that God is a nice God, even if He sent, even if He sent Jesus, and, and He said that Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness above all His fellow, people don't want to hear that. Now that sound doctrine. Sound doctrine is Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness. He was a nice person to be around. Oh, folks don't want to hear that. What they want to hear is God is an angry God. They want to hear fire falling from heaven. The devil is a liar. Are you with me, brother? Jesus walked around. Amen. The Bible said he went about doing good. That's what God does. He does good. Now that is sound doctrine. Amen. There's a, a, I'm not sure if you heard about him, John Calvin. He wrote a, he preached one of his most powerful sermons. Sinners in the hands of an angry God. And they said when he preached that from the pulpit, people began crying and, and they, they were afraid. And they said, well, he preached it from a heart of love. Maybe he did, maybe he did not. But this is what people are talking about nowadays. Sinners in the hands of an angry God. God is not no angry God. God took his anger and placed it on Jesus. Amen. He's no longer angry. Praise God. Because, because what? He, he sent Jesus to be crucified. Amen. He sent who Jesus to be crucified. So Jesus, God, Jesus appeased God's anger. What he did? He appeased God's anger. Now that is now God is cool. <laughs> Amen. God is cool now. Praise God. He's cool now. He's all right now. Praise God. Because his anger has been appeased. But some people now that is sound doctrine. Some folks don't want to hear that. They, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear the harsh side. Amen. Of God. Uh, and, and their intention is to create distance between you and God. Their intention is what? To create distance between you and God. Let me share this with you. I'm going to close. I remembered. I had a, a pitch white German shepherd. Very young. Very young. Amen. I mean, you, know, you didn't know, but I'm a dog lover. You didn't know that. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, but I, I love dogs so much now, I wouldn't get a dog, because when my dog died, I cried for three weeks. And so I said to avoid that suffering, praise God. But I, I, I had him, and I remember as a boy, I had him, and way back corner was another dog, a stray dog. And I would take, he would look at me with, uh, with I call him, with, sitting on me. But because his previous owners had done him so much, he couldn't trust me. He would come out, eat it, and run. I'm, I'm about to make a point here. While he, and then he would go back and look at me. If he could only speak. <laughs> While my dog, my German shepherd, was on me having fun. Praise God. Now, 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 this is what I'm saying. That's how some people are. From afar. Because men and women of God hurt them so bad. And give them the wrong impression of God. Are you with me? Wrong impression of God. They cannot trust God. Mm? And so there is no, there is no intimacy. Mm? They cannot be intimate with God. And that's what God is calling for, for intimacy. Let me tell you. And, and, and just like that dog couldn't trust me, they cannot trust God. Are you with me? It doesn't matter how much they tell you I believe God. They cannot believe God. It's impossible for somebody who thinks God is bringing sickness on them to believe God. It's impossible. The human being, human beings were not born like that. You are not born to believe somebody who's hurting you. You are not born to trust somebody who's hurting you. It's impossible. It's impossible. So that's what's been going on. That's I say bad doctrine because God is not that person. People are from afar looking at God like a beaten dog. Looking at him. Is that real? Is that for true? I read that promise in the Bible. God, will you ever do that for me? Mm? But it's the children's bread. Healing is no big deal. The most ordinary thing in the house is what? Bread. Are you with me? It's the most ordinary thing in the house. Healing should be the most ordinary thing in the house of God. Amen. But because of bad doctrine. Bad teaching, no intimacy with God. Somebody else to get through to us. Amen. He's what? Prince and Savior. Savior. Amen. Prince, he's a pioneer. Look out. If you're going to hang with Jesus, <laughs> you're going to get a ride for your life. Are you with me? Christianity is not a parking lot. Amen. You're just getting started on a wonderful journey with God. Are you with me, saints? And like Peter did not allow the Sanhedrin to come and distract him. Don't allow anything to distract you. Amen. Give your all to Jesus. Like the disciples did. Sell out, saints. That's what I'm asking you to do. Sell out. Just what do you do? Sell out. Sell out. I spoke to somebody yesterday. And I said to them... One of the easiest things Jesus told you to do is Hebrews 10.25. One of the easiest things. Can you put it on the board, please? One of the easiest things. You don't, it doesn't cost you anything. It, does, it, it doesn't cost you a thing. 
what, what he told us to in Hebrews 10 25 and I was speaking to her I said I said I said madam I said look one of the easiest things God asked you to do is Hebrews 10 25 right here and many of you know it many of you know it it says not forsaking what the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another so much so much more as you see the day coming I said, Madam, you can come to church and you, you don't even need to hear from me. God can use somebody next to you to minister to you. I said, but you're missing out because you're not in the body of Christ. Amen. Yes, I know people have hurt you. People give you things, but it's not God. It's a misrepresentation of God. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? It is time we shelve those excuses. Because we fail to commit and sell out and still use that as an excuse. We need each other. Just like the body. The Bible says in, 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 in Colossians chapter 4 verse 3. Endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Go out of your way. Do what's necessary. So that every joint can supply every joint. If you are not there, you are out of joint. I cannot get what you have to offer. And you cannot get what others have to offer. The easiest thing God has ever asked anybody to do is just. You think about it. The easiest thing. He didn't ask you to give him $2,000. All he asked you to do is do not sick the assembly of yourself. Because there is something that goes. There is something that goes supernatural. There is a bonding. There is a knitting. There is a revelation. There is a strengthening and empowering. Are you getting what I'm saying? That God only does when we come together. You cannot get that at your house. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? And I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not making a pitch for you to come to church. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm just telling you from my experience. Be obedient to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Today you leave here and say, well, he didn't ask much. Tony Evans, and I'm saying that because Tony Evans' father... Tony Evans is a preacher today. He said, I'm not sure if you listen to him. He said, my father really impressed me. He said, my father would come from work. Church started at 7. My dad would come from work 6.30. He said, my dad would not take a shower. But he would get all of us together. And I would see my dad taking us to church. And I could hear him breathing hard. He was so tired. But every Wednesday, every Sunday. And he said, as a little boy, he would watch his dad. And he would say, what about that house? That has my dad. But he grew up. Are you with me? And God finally. I'm telling you brothers and sisters. You do not know who is looking. Let me say that again. You do not know what? Who's looking? You do not know who's looking. Somebody out there is looking. To see whether or not you're serious. Somebody out there is looking. Is he or her serious? Did they leave for church again? Yes. Did they leave for church again? Yes. I mean that must be truth. Something. There must be something. That's how God uses one another. That's how he uses us. Are you with me? They are looking to see how serious you are. Because they see you leave every morning to go to work. They know you're committed. Are you with me? They see you leave. They know you're committed. And people know if you're not committed. People know if you're playing games. Time out for games. The year is almost ended. Isn't it? We got three more months. You remember I told you six months ago we have six more months left. We have three more months left. And you ask yourself, what have I, have I grown for 2019? Did I experience any change? Was there any growth? Did I memorize one scripture verse? 
Now I'm just asking you, did you memorize one scripture verse for 2019? You ask yourself that. Book chapter verse 1. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496. Good day to our listeners. I am Satara Wallace. We have Pastor Emmanuel Williams with us from Imitators of God Ministry who comes on the air weekly Thursday at 12 noon. Before we talk about our projects today, we want to thank our listeners who have contacted us in the past and have expressed their appreciation for the programs that we present. Welcome back, Pastor Emmanuel Williams. Yes, thank you for having me back. I am so excited to be here this morning. Initially, you mentioned thanking those who listen to us, contacting us. I am so appreciative of that. I'm so grateful. We have quite a few people who have called and they've written and it serves really as a source of encouragement because sometimes, you know, you do things and you want to measure progress. This is one of the ways that confirms that you're making an impact and, um, a way to measure progress. So those of you who are listening and those of you who contacted us, I want to say thank you so much. Continue to do so because it serves as an encouragement to us. That is awesome. Yes. I, I remember you also mentioned it to me that you have indeed had visitors who have come to the church as well. Yes, yes. Uh, visitors, Dave, because of the program. Because of the program. They came and visited and enjoyed it. And thank you all so much. Uh, as I said, it's really an encouragement to us. Well, a lot has been going on at Imitators of God Ministries, Pastor. Tell us a little bit about those phenomenal things that are going on. Before I do get into these things, because we are a community-based church, the reason for this particular program is, again, to reach out to the community, to ask for the community's help 
we are asking the community to help us acquire our first building that will house Imitators of God Ministries. Awesome. God awesome. is a wonderful God. And uh, you know, those of you who are listening for the first time or who've heard this interview in the past, in March of this year, 2019, we entered into our ninth year of ministry. And God has been so good to us. In February this year, after committing this ministry to the Lord in prayer, you know, we started February 2011. Yes. After committing this ministry to the Lord in prayer, we started in a small dining room. Wow. We blossomed, went to a, a school, rented a classroom. And then in May of this year, we were presented with the opportunity to purchase our own building. Bless the Lord. And, and so that is why we're here today. And, and I know we're going to get into the programs that the church offers to the community, but I want to put that net before the community. Those of you who are listening, the Bible says if you don't ask, you don't receive. I just want to encourage our listeners. We would agree all that Pastor Emmanuel has been such a blessing on this broadcast, and we want to encourage you to go ahead and begin to make your donations and go to www.justincampaign.com. Again, that is www. Dot JustTenCampaign.com If you choose to give by check Please make all your checks payable To Imitators of God Ministries And you can mail that check To 4750 Capital Circle Southeast Tallahassee, Florida 32311 And we'll give that address again And periodically we'll give you the Website as well So going forward Pastor Emmanuel, you have some phenomenal programs for the youth, and one of them is the mentoring programs. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Certainly, at our church, God has blessed us with um, uh, individuals who are who've been out there in the community, sorry, working and helping the youth. And at the church, we have two mentoring programs. Um, we have the Boy Scout and Troop 77, and we have another program called TAG, T-A-G. It means together achieving greatness. Wow. And these are mature people who've gotten help themselves in the past and they know the importance of mentoring the youth at our church. So we have these two programs targeted to help the youth, you know, go through the maze. <laughs> yes. You know, in this society. I remember that last year you started the health prevention services. The health prevention services, we, again, at the church, we have qualified Professionals. Pe- professionals. Yeah. I was about to say nurses. I'm sorry. That's Nurse, okay. Yeah, we That's do have okay. a lot of nurses. God has blessed us, thank God, for <laughs> quite a few um, nurses and also professionals who've worked. My wife, she's worked uh, at the Leon County Health Department. So uh, God has really blessed us with people who can do that. And so we launched the Health uh, Prevention Services Initiative. And what it does, it provides a wide, a wide range of prevention, education, and awareness services. You know, the church is a strong advocate for the fight against AIDS and other chronic diseases and has conducted educational health seminars to address these concerns. And it's necessary in our community. It is. It is. And the thing is, it's in the church and um, it's in most churches. And that's why we decided to ensure that we can serve people in that area. It's needed. It's definitely needed. I know your newest community project is your psychosocial group, which offers anger management and is facilitated by your licensed clinical social worker staff who are also in the church. I understand you have at least three or four counselors that are already there. 
What are y'all planning to do there? Yeah, what we're planning to do is expand the psychosocial group to offer substance abuse classes in 2020. Awesome. You know, God has been good to us, and that's why we are reaching out to the community. All these services, all these services are done at the church. Um, 47 feet, the Capital Circle, Southeast, uh, Tallahassee, Florida, 3 to 3. One one is our address, and um, that's why reaching out. Those of you who've listened to us in the past, asking for your help, we at first we thought we would have acquired the structure at the end of June, but we got an extension. Yes, we got an extension uh, with the bank, and we'll be closing on September twelfth. And so we're asking everybody who are listening today if you can help support us financially we would really appreciate that i'm going to be honest we need <laughs> we need eighty thousand dollars yes to bring to the table eighty thousand dollars and eighty thousand dollars is a piece of cake for jesus yes it is it's a what a piece, a piece of, cake of cake for jesus for that's jesus. that's 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 not insurmountable no. for god and so and so we're asking those of you can help to do so I believe it's a done deal. I believe the it's Bible done. says, you know, ask and you shall receive, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what we're doing here. Somebody out there can help, whether it's you or you know somebody who can give or loan the funds to us. That would be so wonderful. Exactly, and by we, and by doing that, we say each one reach one. You tell somebody else. Yes, and and so we want to go to www.just10campaign.com. I noticed also that you had um, you have money management, you have health prevention services, you have other projects going on in Thanksgiving, giving out needy baskets. One thing that I I remembered that sticks out in my mind are all the people who line up on Saturdays. One thing that sticks out in my mind is all the people that when we drive by on Saturdays that stand out in my mind are the. People coming for food and clothing mm-hmm. on the third of Saturday, every month. The Saturday, yeah, the third Saturday of every month. On the third Saturday of every month, we do have a pantry. We have partnered with Second Harvest and Farm Share, mm-hmm. and we do feed almost 300 people plus on the third Saturday of every month. God has been so good to us. Look, I'll tell you this much. God has implanted a desire in our hearts to fill Leon County and the surrounding counties, the Big Bend area, the state of Florida, and the United States, honestly, (laughs) to serve, uh, uh, just just to fill them with the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And part of the doctrine of Jesus Christ is to feed the poor. Yes. And... um, that's what we are doing. We are out there doing that which the Lord commanded us to do, and it is a blessing to serve in that, in, you know, in that capacity. Honestly, I wish we could do more, but you got to start somewhere. As the Lord blesses, as the Lord blesses, and when we acquire that property, we'll be able to do more. So again, that's why we are reaching out here. We cannot do that without help. We cannot do this without the without community help, yeah. being involved. And so we are asking everybody. To help us in this endeavor. That's awesome. I'm excited for you all. I just want to repeat the contact information. It's www.just10campaign.com. And if you choose to give by check and would like to mail it into the Imitators of God Ministries, please use the address 4750 Capital Circle Southeast, Tallahassee, Florida. 32311 
Wouldn't you all agree what a blessing Pastor Emmanuel is in our community on this broadcast? Thank you so much again for your donations and for contacting us and for showing up in the congregation. We'd just like to encourage you to continue listening every Thursday at 12 noon for this impactful broadcast. I am Satara Wallace here with Pastor Emmanuel Williams with the Imitators of God Ministries. Thank you for listening and have a phenomenal week. Bye-bye.